All right, people. So before we get started on my latest episode, I recorded this episode with one of my closest friends who will be introduced within the episode. So like with all friends that are extremely close and have not seen each other for a long time and not have talked on the phone for a long time, the conversation went kind of long. That's exactly what happened. So this episode will be in two parts. All right. So get ready for part one. New York, unique, uniques, New York, you know you need unique New York. Is that right? Uh, a little bit. It's New York's unique. No, wait. Now you're making me question myself. <laughs> New York's unique. unique. There's an apostrophe well, really at the first unique New York. New York. It starts with unique New York. Unique New York's New York. unique. New York's unique. You, you know you need unique New York. York. Okay, let's do that again. Unique New York, New York's unique. You know you need New York. You need, I was fucking that up. Okay, what's the other one? Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. You got that one. Okay. Okay. And you remember the box of biscuits? Oh, bitch, no. A box of biscuits, a box of mixed biscuits, and a biscuit mixer. A box of biscuits, a box of mixed biscuits. A box of... And a biscuit mixer. Oh, okay. A box of biscuits, a box of mixed biscuits, and a biscuit mixer. A box of biscuits, a box of mixed biscuits, and a biscuit mixer. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's say it together. All right, you ready? I'm ready. A box of biscuits, a box of mixed biscuits, and a biscuit mixer. You're making me mess up. Okay. What's the purpose of this shit again? It's supposed to help you enunciate and say your words clearly so that you aren't mumbling whenever you have like a big speaking engagement or an acting. And this um, is what they teach y'all in film school. Yeah. If you go like to any like acting class or acting school or workshop or whatever, um, a lot of times they'll do warm-ups before they actually get into the teaching material so that, you know, it's warming up your mouth. It's the tip of your, um, the lips, the teeth, the tip of your tongue is another um, warm-up. And that's what you're warming up. You're warming up your lips, your teeth, and your tongue okay. to make sure that you're not speaking all like you know nobody wants to hear that we don't know what you're saying so okay. it's just to make sure you speak clearly okay let me try it from new york okay unique new york new york's unique you know you need unique's new york mm-hmm. a box of bix biscuit okay shit a box of biscuits a box of mixed biscuits and a biscuit mixer mm-hmm you, yeah, you got it. You just need to say it a little fast. So there's another one that I didn't teach you prior. Um, this one's a little hard. I have to think about it when I say it so I don't mess it up. <laughs> so it's um, a big black bug bit a big brown bear and the big brown bear bled blue blood. Like, why do my jaws feel sore from that? Because you're not used to warming your mouth up. Like my jaws speaking. hurt. Like I've been doing. Right. I've been so at it for too just long. Just like exercise. So okay. I'm used to vocal activity. Um, it's a part of theater exercises and things like that. So I should probably mind. do that for radio. Like warm yeah, up my mouth in sure. that way before a public speaking occasion. But um, yeah, it's just to warm your mouth up because you don't want to go in front of anybody of importance. Okay. And start mumbling and start. You know, stuttering. Unique New York, New York uniques. You know, you need unique New York. Yes. Red leather, yellow leather, red yes. leather, yellow to leather. Warm you up. Okay, people. So you're listening to another episode of a Daydreamers podcast. <laughs> I am the Daydreamer, Aaron Ashley Davenport, and the person you you are hearing that is giving me acting voice. Warm up lessons is one of my closest friends, and uh, I'll go ahead and say best friends um, for the purpose of this episode, Monique Morton Darisel. Hello. And you, if you listened before, you heard her on episode three as screenwriter 
in a sugar cane field. Y'all, real quick before we get even more into it, please make sure y'all are subscribing to me on YouTube where you can get all the visuals, okay? Subscribe and like on YouTube. Also, on um, if you're listening to me on iTunes, please rate me. That's the only way iTunes knows how fabulous I am. Also, I'm streaming on TuneIn Radio and SoundCloud. Subscribe and uh, like and share from there. Okay, people? So like I said, last time she was on the show, she was briefly, hesitantly talking about one of her projects. Um, She's a screenwriter. She's an actress, improver, karaoke enthusiast. Um, No, it was karaoke queen, happy hour enthusiast and things Mm -hmm. like that. But Mm -hmm. you were writing and I was helping you. I was helping you cast for a TV pilot. Mm -hmm. Please update everybody on that because I'm super excited about it. I want people to know about it. Yes. Well, um, you can go on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and follow YPR, Young Professional and Ratchet. It is a that's the name of the TV show that I co-created with my friend and partner, Dorina Marie. And um, what that is, is a TV show that we're trying to see if, you know, somebody might want to pick it up, you know, and, and see that it's Somebody like who? Like Netflix, HBO, Hulu? All of the above. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I helped people. I helped cast for this. Yeah. She paid me with margaritas and queso, so I'm cheap. If y'all have any projects out there, you need some assistance with it. All you, all I need is a two-for-one margarita, queso, and salsa. Right. Anywho. Um, yeah, so it's basically about a young woman living in Los Angeles who is an aspiring screenwriter. And um, she's just living her life, you know, being young, professional, and ratchet. We We've all been there means. before. We've you all been there. Means. I'm actually still there. Yeah, a little bit. Wait, I am, too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you want to start asserting yourself in this professional environment. And you, as we know, uh, people of color, you start to become the other, the person who is not like mm-hmm. everyone else. And yeah. so you have to assimilate. Um, and then you have people who are, you know, saying weird things and, you know, how black people this and, you know, asking you weird questions about like you are the spokesperson for your race. Right. And you don't know if you should be like, uh, bitch, why are you asking me this? Or if you should just really go ahead and try speak to for professionally, the at, you know, answer the question. Yes. For your people. Well, you I understand what do. you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But you know what? Actually, like I've never had to do that because I've always only professionally like I've had a slew of part times. Mm-hmm. But professionally, I've only worked with like black people. So I've never actually had to do that. I have. Although I will say this, my coworker, you know, I got a whole bunch of part-time jobs, people. My coworker at um, the new place that I'm part-timing at, she was my assistant manager at Express when I worked for a discount. Now I work for an, or work part-time for a decent minimum wage, and it's $11 an hour. So hell yeah, I'll be all up in there spraying lotion and bath and body work like products on you for $11 an hour but we were talking about my hair mm-hmm. I was saying something like I need to get my hair done I was going through that whole conversation and um and she kept kind of looking at me like huh like she was she was looking at the top of my head but it didn't seem like she was getting it mm-hmm. and so I, I was steady talking about getting my hair done this and then she was like well how long is it going to take and I was like oh well if I do my hair you know it'll probably be like an hour or more because I'm doing it and I don't want to but if somebody else does it, it'll probably be like 30 minutes if I get my hair done. And for those that are listening that don't know me, this is your first time listening, I have I have locks. So she was like, oh. And she was kind of like confused type. Mm-hmm. Like, and she was like, mm. so you have to take all that down. And I was like, take all what down? Because I'm confused at that question. <laughs> right. Like you don't know. And then I realized she had no idea what my hair was because she was thinking I had braids and I'm like, my hair is in locks. Nothing is braided in my head. So I had to go through the whole conversation of explain. And it wasn't an issue, but I had to go through the whole conversation of explaining what a lock was mm-hmm. and the process of just retwisting new growth. What is new growth? Girl, you get new growth too, but it just grows in the same, in the same fashion as your hair is right now. My hair is manipulated to mm-hmm. in a sense. But after we go through all of that and she realized that my hair was 
my hair, not braids, not extensions, and that, yeah, you can comb out locks, but I won't do that. She proceeds to be like, oh, well, let me talk to you about my black friend. Her black friend was mixed. Mm -hmm. And so I told her, I said, girl, don't be showing me. And after I saw the picture of her black friend, I was like, girl, don't be showing me this white girl. And she's like, no, she's mixed with, like I said, that girl hair don't look nothing like mine. It the same, it ain't the same texture. It don't crank up the same. It don't curl up the same. Don't come show me that. We laugh about it now, but I was like, girl, don't come show me this this white girl hair. Her hair ain't nothing like mine. That's the only time I've had to be like trying to correct, trying someone to correct someone that had no idea them. exactly yeah. on yeah. what was going on with me. That happens to me a lot. It never happened with me. <laughs> a lot. That's the first time. That was just like yeah. last year. Like straight out of a college, my first job was at. Like, I worked at the mall for, like, six months at stores. But my first, like, real job, I will say, that I was full-time making benefits. Yeah. That type of stuff. Like, yeah. an hour lunch break. Right. My first job, like, that was at a um, credit union. And so, straight up, it was, like, a lot of black people that worked there. But it was also, it was probably 60-40. Okay. Of, like, white to black. Okay. And so, it was, like, a lot of black people that worked there. But we were not in the majority. We weren't even half. And most of the people who were in decision-making positions, supervisory positions, were of the Caucasian persuasion. (laughs) Right. So, you know, you just have to kind of, like... Take it as it is. I remember I was working there when um, Barack Obama was elected, and there was a straight like divide in the really? office. Really? Just because of race? Well, just yes, because of race? Just because people, you know, people are people. Yeah. And white folks are white folks. Yeah. And in this particular moment in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, yeah. the white folks were not liberal. Okay. And so it's just like, you know, you just got to hold your tongue. You got to, like, not say nothing, but in secretly, in the break room, all the black folks like, yeah, Barack Obama. Right. You know. Right, right, but right. But you, right. you just got to hide that. You know, you can't be as vocal as you want to. And so people would say some shady shit, and they would ask you questions about your hair. Like, I went natural when I was working at that credit union. I remember. And they, that was questions about that. Oh, can I touch it? Oh, so I've never had anybody soft. try to touch my hair. It's like, well, what you expected? They expected it to feel like a Brillo pad, but, you know, it was soft, you know? And so it was just like little shit like that. So anyway, going all of this, the, right. all of this has to do with <laughs> this show. This is the basis of your show, yes. kind of. Okay, of the, the show you've written, wrote, and produced. Myself and my friends. partner, Darina Marie, has have experience, and especially living in Los Angeles. Where people are very superficial, but it's very a very bougie. liberal city, you know, yeah. California too. But people are still closed-minded and, you know, just certain things that people don't know. They're now with the certain climate, it's like some folks are like, oh, I'm woke. I understand. I get my black sisters and, you know, my, this type of thing. And they're like, yeah, to an extent, but not really. not really doing it right. So it's just, you know, focusing on all of that. So the struggle more. of coming up in your profession and also having that balance of just like being real with your friends and then having to deal with this deal with crazy stuff, other people not understanding your culture. Right. So, OK, let me ask you this real quick. Which one of your characters is me? She always asks me this, y'all. Like every time I write something, she's just like, "Are you putting me in it? And am I am I in it?" Because like, we're like super close friends, and I know some of the stuff we've done has shown up. This is the thing: I don't put because a lot of the stuff that I write are my personal experiences, but heightened. Yeah. Because if I was to write a story about my life, it would be boring as hell. <laughs> So I have to heighten everything for the entertainment value. So I take pieces of maybe my friends' personalities or stories that my friends have told me or things that I know that they've experienced. And I try to include them into some characters just to make them a little more vibrant or a little more um, world um World was the word appealing. For. Sure, okay. Just make them appealing to everyone. Okay. Um, you know, I I take you know pieces of my friends and put them into certain characters, but I don't make a character a specific person. Like I, I will never have a character who's Aaron, but I might have a character who uh, has dreads 
and who says certain things that Aaron might say, <laughs> but okay. that's not you. <laughs> okay. That's a make-believe version of you. So, let me ask you this. So, is your main char- your main character is CJ, right? No, the main character in Young Professional in Ratchet is Jordan. And she is Wait. the one who's the aspiring actor. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's... I'm sorry, not aspiring actor, aspiring writer? screenwriter. Okay, that's what, that's what I had the character. CJ is her best friend. CJ is her best friend slash cousin slash roommate. That's how it is with black folks. <laughs> right, that's how it when is you live, us. When you grow up in the same area. Right. Okay, let me ask you this. So is CJ a reflection of you? Like, is she bougie? Did she all of a sudden upgrade her wine? Did she all of a sudden? <laughs> did she all of a sudden upgrade her lettuce? She no longer uses iceberg, and now she's like, "Where's the spring mix?" Is she all of a sudden into like goat cheese and like little this toasted toast wedges? Let me tell y'all, Monique came to my house two days ago, and we're just like, let's stock up on wine because you're about to be three days at my house, nonstop drinking and things like that, creating, helping, you know, like creating stuff for the podcast. Like I'm get pitching her ideas of shit that happened in my life. I'm like, put this in your show, all that. So she's like, oh, let's, are you into goat cheese? I'm like, I, I love cheese. Let's just, let's get some cheese. It don't matter what it is. She comes back with like little toasted wheat bread cracker-like things in goat cheese. Price checked them things at Brookshire's. Them things was too much, so she put them back, got nope. some regular-ass cheddar cheese and crackers. Nope. But she all of a sudden bougie trying to elevate. Got us drinking some chocolate chocolate Incorrect. red wine. Incorrect. What happened? I got the goat cheese. I had two goat cheese. Okay, first of all, the Brookshire's we went to didn't have prices on nothing. It's Brookshire's. You ain't never section. shopped at Brookshire's before? In yeah, the fine cheese section? Prices. In the fine cheese section? Yes, they've had prices. But I'm like, how you don't have prices on nothing? So I had two different brands of goat cheese. I'm like, what's the prices on these? One of them was cheaper, and so I got that one. <laughs> and then the little mini toasteds, I thought they were cute, and I was like, oh, they okay. were like little Aaron just mini. Told me, Aaron told me minutes before, I don't do carbs. I'm trying to cut carbs. I mean, out. I do. I so am. I was like, okay, well, let me sexy. get these wheat, wheat. Toasted thingies. I'm trying to look out for her. I appreciate that. And then they were like, oh, these little things is like $4. Think and of like, I'm like miniature oh, slices of wheat bread that are, the, that are the same size as wheat thins. But they were so cute. But, but her they were too ass. expensive. So I put them back and I went and got some townhouse crackers. And that some were regular ass cheddar. That, were, <laughs> that was some regular <laughs> ass cheddar cheese. And no, it wasn't regular cheddar cheese. I was looking at the brand. I was looking at the Brookshire's brand cheddar cheese and I was tempted. But then I was like, no, I don't want that. And so I got a next level. Minutes of before that, she was like, I just don't really drink barefoot wine anymore. I don't. I've elevated. I'm like, barefoot always been good to me. No shutter home, no yellowtail. I went up to the next shelf. But but you <laughs> came back down for that two for four dollars crackers and regular and I ass went cheddar up cheese. Up to the next shelf on my wine. Look, man, I'm trying to elevate myself to the next higher stuff. Okay. Well, let me ask it's you this. Okay. Is your main character <laughs> what's your main character's name? Jordan. Jordan. Is that you? Is she bougie? Or wanna be bougie, trying to elevate bougie, Jordan, but still regular as fuck with the Ritz crackers. <laughs> Jordan, that's the where the young professional and ratchet comes from. Mm-hmm. If you don't get the name, that's what it is. It's like, okay, I'm young, so I'm like still learning stuff. I'm still learning how to associate myself with people that don't get me and in a professional environment, especially. I'm a professional because I know how to carry myself right. in a professional manner. When I'm at work, but then when I'm at home, it's time to be ratchet. It's time to be with my girls, with my friends, just doing it up, whatever, whatever. So, yes, you're trying to elevate yourself slowly to where you're not drinking box wine no more, but you moved up to the yellowtail. Okay. And then once you (laughs) elevate from the yellowtail, you can start getting on the Josh wine. I don't even know who Josh is. It's a brand. (laughs) I don't know no Josh's. (laughs) But I know Josh Wine. Okay. And so it's like, and then once you get from that, you can elevate yourself even higher. You got to build it up. And okay. So that's what the character is of Jordan. Now, okay, look. So I watched the like 15, 30 second trailer on the socials. I watched like the 15 minute like opener trailer where you really get the to pilot. see like pilot. Mm-hmm. Where you really get to see stuff that happens in the season or whatever. Now, one thing I did notice, I did like it. 
I did like it. I could totally, even when I was helping you cast people with the scripts, um, I could read like maybe like 15 lines of a particular script and I could totally identify with this character or I could tell what was happening because... I, I'm 33 and I still feel young, professional, and ratchet. Me too. On the cool, I feel. I still feel like I'm on the come up. Being young but is a state of mind. One thing that I did notice was like the code switching. Like Jordan was code switching like a motherfucker, like yes. for real. But like this is the thing though. Is it, it like it wasn't code switching? Like she was selling out. Like she just all of a sudden was like, "Yeah, girl," and then she was like, "Hey, how you doing?" It wasn't like that. That type of code switching. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely like some changes in her vocabulary mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. and how she said things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is it really code switching? And then or is it like professional voice? Or is it like I just don't really know you that well? So I'm not gonna talk to you like I talk to you, my best friend. And then the other thing was like when we think of code switching, you always thinking about because black black people have always had to change themselves to be accepted by white people. But in this case, that wasn't the case with your main character, mm-hmm. Jordan. Like, mm-hmm. she was co-switching with her new boss who was black, who come to find out was a complete and total sellout. Mm-hmm. But, like, she was co-switching with him. So it was like, was she really co-switching or was she was just doing her, was she just doing her professional voice? Or was she just doing that, yeah. I don't really know you like that it's voice? It's all of the above. Yeah. I think when we meet people in a professional environment, especially black folks, we have one way we, that we talk to our family and friends. Yeah. And my mom is a school teacher, and she would always tell me how to talk around mixed company. <laughs> and I would say, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm just talking to you and my sister I said the like same thing this. to my mom. My mom is a like, like, no. My mom is the career woman, the yes. business woman. And she's just and like, to her, no. She'd be like, no, you don't know. You need to be like this all the time because when you get in certain settings— You'll forget or you'll get too comfortable and you fall around exactly. slips. You need to be like this all the time. Exactly. Not like not be yourself, but don't Make all sure. of a sudden start talking slang because, right. you, you know. Because they're going to think that you're dumb or you're unprofessional mm-hmm. or that you are feeding into a stereotype that they think all black people are. Right. And so it's hard because as black people in professional environments, you have to appear to be this, you know, particular version of yourself that is educated like you can be educated but still speak slang yeah be all this stuff but to them to some white people i will say you speaking slang means you're uneducated and so you have to and especially in our parents generation yeah where there was 50 how am I? Thirty three. She's twenty two. Don't put your mom out there like that. Just say your mama's older. My mo- my she parents are also older. She's in her fifties. <laughs> my parents grew up in Birmingham during segregation, and they get it. They understand. Please let my children yeah. not just get home safely, like car accidents or things like that, but right. just make sure they that that no racist white people bother them. Yeah, and try to like assault them or anything it's more of that in that particular era yeah and um so i mean it's stuff that we're still dealing with today it really is i will say this generation i will say this um i know when i cut my hair off to be natural mom was like oh my gosh you know how are you gonna be you know but my mom well, my mom is 55 now. And when I cut my hair off, she don't put your mama She all right with that. She look good. <laughs> she all right. But she um that was what did I cut my hair off? I was a junior in college. I was like I could drink. So I thought I was 22. So it's at least yeah. 10, you 11 cut years your ago. Hair off and I cut my hair off like a few months after. So yeah. So my mom was my boyfriend who's not my husband had issues with that because I had hair when I had Short permed hair like Monica when he went to work. When I came back, I had a ball fade like him. <laughs> My mom had issues because she was like, what What are you going to do when you go look for jobs and stuff? And her thing, I get where she was coming from because she has been the only black person in a white male corporate room. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, mom, it's not even like that no more. Not knowing that it still it is. Really At is. that time, it yeah. was. Maybe it still is right now. But so we had that clash. And I remember when... You cut your hair off for some, who somebody's graduation. And your parents Melissa, were like, yeah, your older sister. Your Melissa, parents were like, uh-uh. Sister, and I was like, yeah. yes, girl, with the little fro, yes. And they was just like, okay. But no, this was the funny thing. And my aunt, I, who shall not be named, 
um, who may or may not even listen to this podcast. But she asked me at my sister's graduation. She's like, well, "What you gonna do?" Because I I was I was recently graduated was myself. That? It was like two thousand and eight. See, I graduated in 08, and I, I cut my hair off a year before, so I caught, cut mine off like 06, 07, something like that. Yeah, I think it was 2008. Okay. And, and so, yeah, I cut my hair off after, like, months after you did. So it yeah. was like, boom, boom. I was like, yes, yeah, Erin doing it. She's liberating herself. I want to do the same thing. So, you know, I did it. <laughs> and so, yeah, my, my sister graduated, and so all the family came down, aunts, uncles, cousins, And then whatever. your mom is older, but she's the youngest. So, my, you're, so her youngest siblings are much, much older. Much older. And so she, my aunt was like, what are you going to do with, like, in your job interviews? Are you going to... Put some weave in or whatever, make Which it straight. Which is crazy because, like, like, weren't they rocking like the massive of afros back then? I don't know what they was doing back then. Them personally, oh, my mom had an afro. Okay, at um, one period of time, but it's still. She just asked, "What you gonna do when you go to a job interview?" I'm like, "Just wear my be hair. myself." And then I got self conscious about it. So then right. I did put on a wig. Well, I didn't when I went to a job. I interview. still got self-conscious, but I was like, I'm still going to do this with my big earrings, red lipstick, and shaved head. Mm-hmm. But i tell you what did happen. When I got my undercut in the back, my husband gave me some shit. And I want to say my mom did too. And Larry was just like, what's going to happen when you go look for jobs? And I was like, I can I, it's just like six rows of dreads, if that. Mm-hmm. Like, I can still wear my hair down. I was like, my hair, because I have designs in the back of my head, it ain't even know, it's not like it's a Jordan sign or like a Florida Lee sign. It's just like lines in Mm. the back or whatever. Like, I'm just like, it shouldn't matter. And he's like, what's your boss going to say? Well, first of all, the director of the place where I work is African-American. He has a tattoo in the middle of his forehead. I have no idea what that was from when he was a young man. But... Asked him because I did second guess that. Like, well, did I make a bad decision? And he was like, when I retire in five years or so, he was like, I'm put, I'm, I'm a, I'm a uh, put my earrings back in my ear and this, this and that. He was like, I don't have a problem with it. But I, he's like, I can see where some people do. He's like, even now, like some people would rather us because he's a director. The place where I work has to deal with the city. He's a director of a city department and stuff. And he was like, you know, people want us to be in like suits. And he was like, you know, I don't mind casual wear, that type of thing. So I was like, oh, that's all I had to hear. So when I went home, I was like, boom, Larry, my boss. Don't even much care. But at the same time, I get what you're saying. Like, I get that in a professional environment, in a corporate environment, you have to present yourself a certain way. The other way. thing is, though, like, I work, I work in a creative area of yes. my job. So it's like, that's what I, I expect people, yeah. like, even my first job out of, out of college was at a production company. And the owner of the company really didn't care about, like, tattoos and piercings and things like that. But, like, when we went somewhere to present, present our marketing plans to X company or whoever and things like that. We did come correct, but he was just like, you know, he didn't care about stuff like that because he was like, we're creative and he didn't want to like stifle right. our creativity. That's why deal. I'm so happy that I'm in a creative environment. Oh, I can't now. wait till me and Larry get that business off the ground. I can put my <laughs> no I can put my nose ring right. back in. Everything. Right. I want blonde hair, platinum. I've always wanted like fire red hair. I want platinum blonde hair. But yeah. anyway, all that to say. But you know, back to like the code switching and stuff and your main character. Like I said, I picked up on that a lot. And it was with her friends. It was with her friends' bosses. It was with her boss, whether they were black, white, or Asian. You just got to present yourself in, in a certain way. Do you, per- you perceive to be presentable with certain people? I do check myself to make sure I don't go a couple octaves higher Mm -hmm. and I don't turn into Valley Girl. Mm. Because it's like I don't want to make myself a certain way Mm -hmm. for these people. Because when I meet different people, they don't change themselves for me. Mm-hmm. So like, why do I why do I feel the need to do that? So I will check myself and be like, girl, take your voice (laughs) back down low Mm -hmm. like it is. You know, I'm animated, but don't turn into a valley girl. Oh, my gosh. Be your, right. Now, I will say this. I want, if I see something or like, like I keep saying bartender, like me and Larry have our favorite bartenders at the various places we go to. Mm-hmm. So when I see our favorite bartenders, I may not be like, girl, but I may be like, girl. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's like, 
I'm not close with you. It's just like right. we're on this level. Yeah, you know, I have saying? a phone voice. I have a theater voice. I have a radio voice. Yes. I have a podcast voice, which is more me. Yeah. Yeah, I have my theater voice is also my radio voice, which I'm using right now, <laughs> and which is also my, oh, I'm meeting new white people for the first time. This is that voice. I just use the same voice, and I just make sure I enunciate clearly. I make sure I might throw a little but I, but big words That's not in because, there. like, it's white people. It's just because I don't know you. I need you to understand me, or no, it's my it's, first time it's meeting. The, it's because it's white people. Really? <laughs> I really just thought it was because, like, no, it's because it's white I just, I this don't is how I am when I meet me. new people. <laughs> so when you go to functions, if you go to a function with your improv group, mm-hmm. who's everybody's white but mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. or your theater group, which is everybody's mm-hmm. white besides mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. and there's, like, a cheese and fruit tray. <laughs> what? There's a cheese and fruit tray. Will you eat everything on the fruit tray? The kiwi, the strawberry, the grapes, the pineapple, the watermelon, or will you eat everything else on the fruit tray? But the watermelon. <laughs> I will not. I don't even much blame you because no. when I make my smoothies, I will I will post whatever smoothie, whatever is in it, the ingredients. But if it got watermelon in it, it's just going to be a picture. I do I'm not, not going to tell you the ingredients. I refuse uh, to feed attention into the stereotype. Yeah, I do not eat. Watermelon in front of mixed company, and when I say mixed company, for those of that you did, that don't know what that means, it means people of different um, races, races other than black, other than black. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to feed into the stereotype. But it'd be that so good though, and I'd be watermelon. Wanting- <laughs> I want like, it. Like we love. So I ain't gonna. Mm, mm, this is good. No, I'm not gonna eat watermelon in front of white. Okay, so real quick before we move on, mm-hmm. tell me about new projects. Can you talk about anything new that you're writing or any documentaries that you're doing? Like, what are you doing? Well, I can talk a little bit about it. Um, oh, Monique teaches as well. But on yes. to the exciting new projects. I do all types of things. <laughs> but, um, yeah, one of the things that I wrote recently, um, we were up for a grant for um, Create Louisiana French French Film Culture film grant i think okay. i said it correctly mm-hmm. it's a lot of f's in that um but yeah and so it's like um i i wrote a script specifically for that yeah about a historical place in in louisiana and uh, i don't want to go deep into what that is don't jinx it but um but yeah it's a short film script and it was it's very good i love period pieces i love period piece, pieces Featuring people of color. And uh, so that's what it's about. And, um, you know, we're just trying to see where it goes. Okay. <laughs> that's all you can tell me right now? Yeah, that's it, girl. You know, I just got to let things happen as it may. Okay. The well, that's The next time good. I'm on the, the podcast, there may be more information about it. Okay. Well, you just got more things happening. That's good. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. So Monique is one of my best friends. And let me tell y'all, Okay. I don't use the term best friend. I used the term best friend when I was a child. And when I say child, I mean like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. Like, I don't even know if I said best friend. I said best friend up until Carrie moved away mm-hmm. in the sixth grade. And after mm-hmm. that, I didn't use it because mm-hmm. she was technically the best friend um, up until then. My, uh, that's Carrie Clark. Hey, girl, I know you're listening. Me, Carrie, and Monique went to church together, but Carrie and I went to school together. So we saw each other literally every day besides Saturday and if we didn't have choir rehearsal or something. But um, so this this one, this episode is going to be about best friends. But I will say this. When I started using it in my adulthood, it was in college, um, my roommate, and I mentioned her before, Whitney, uh, was my roommate in college, and we were always together, and uh, we ended up being friends because we lived together and things like that. But somebody said to her one day, was like, oh, yeah, Aaron, that's your best friend, right? And she was like, uh, I don't maybe, sure. Um, and so she told me about it, and I was like, well, are we best friends, or is that something that happens? Or, And so from there, we were just like, yeah, we're best friends. <laughs> I just didn't use that word in yeah. in adulthood and stuff. Did you use that word? Like, even, like, in high school and stuff like that? I think I did, but I always felt weird about it. Yeah, like, I, I, I had no problem it. saying, like, that's my friend or, like, closest friend. Yeah. 
Because even today when I was introducing you, introducing you to people, I was like, this is my closest friend, one of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. I just didn't I use think that term. I always felt like when other people use that word for another person, yeah, it made me feel bad. It's like, oh, I'm not your best friend. Damn. You know? Okay. And so I was just like, oh, okay. So I never want to make people feel a certain way. And mm-hmm. it's like everyone's relationship with me is different. Yeah. Everyone brings something out of me that the other person doesn't. Or we all have our own inside jokes that I don't have with other people. Right. So I can't say that someone is my best friend, but I have a wonderful relationship with oh, all of friends. my friends okay. mm-hmm. who are close and dear to me. And so I, in in high school and whatever. Did you have a click? Yeah. It was people that I, I hung one out click. with. Like, I hung out with um, a couple of people just in general. And then because I was a majorette, that was another different click of people that I hung okay. out with. Yeah. You know, and it was like that even in college. I had a click of friends. Um, now, I don't think I have a click anymore. Well, I would think you <laughs> would still have a click because you still have your separate group of associates and mm-hmm. or friends. Right. So you like I know me, like I said, I always had when I think of click, I guess I'm thinking of, I'm thinking about like school friends. When I think of click. Mm-hmm. And so that was ninth grade. That was me, Kira, Asia, and Brittany. And that mm-hmm. completely disintegrated. Um the click did. Like we were either still friends or still would talk occasionally, mm-hmm. but like the four of us were not with each other anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I had individual friends. Because mm-hmm. um, even then, like, Monique, we and I, you and I went to different high schools. And I was like, Monique's coming with me to my high school reunion because I don't talk to none of these people. You know? Right. <laughs> but I was with Larry 10 years later, so... He came with me to my reunion. But other than that, I, I had told... I told, right, I told Monique, like... <laughs> Junior, senior year, I was like, you come with me to a high school reunion because I don't really have, like, no clique of friends no more right. or whatever. But, like, I was cool with individual people. But even with, like, you know, now that I think about it, even when I was a little girl, I had individual friends. Sorry, just yawned. Yeah. Is that margarita kicking in? <laughs> a lot of things. Sleep. <laughs> but I always had individual friends. But, like, I would think now, even though you have, like, you have your improv group you have your theater group you have like your girlfriend group Mm -hmm. so I guess it is like cliques but it's not that one core group of people that you call all the time like we're doing this yeah yeah it's it's more of like associates and friends that I have similar interests with I definitely have individual friends and more of like right now I think at age of 33 I'm yeah. looking for those people because I'm so career minded right mm-hmm. now I love meeting new people all the time I love meeting people that I'm goofy with because yeah. that's just where home is Goofiness. goofy goofy and silly <laughs> goofy and silly for sure but I'm more into like okay you got a career I got a career path how can we help each other how can we connect how can we collaborate okay how can okay. we move each other forward especially as black people I am so about... You're very about your community, whether <laughs> it's black or women. Yes. I'm very about seeing how can I help you advance yourself. Yeah. How can you help me advance myself? Even if we don't have anything that we can connect on. Yeah. Even if it's simple as sharing something that you did on Facebook or like shouting you out. Like, like how can I be a part of that with, um, with folks? So like... Okay. I know, like I said, I had individual friends and I for completely forgot that my individual friends or individual groups of friends don't mix. Mm. It's like oil and water, seriously. Mm. Like I was reminded of that from my wedding. Mm-hmm. And like Monique was a bridesmaid and some of my other closest friends were bridesmaids and my cousins were bridesmaids and I had two sister-in-laws that were bridesmaids and it hit me in the middle of the planning that I was like Aaron your friends have never liked each other now I'm not talking about these group of women but the history of my friends my individual friends (laughs) have never gotten along for whatever reason with each other like 
Never. And I was reminded for my wedding. Like, towards the end of the wedding, like, the vibe that I was getting from y'all was like, I'm just here for Aaron. Whatever makes Aaron happy. At the end of the day, when you're in a wedding party, that's what it's about for me. True. I've only been a bridesmaid twice now in my whole lifespan. Yeah. (laughs) I've never been in any wedding, not even as a flower girl. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like, you're there for... I'm I'm your friend. Mm-hmm. I'm here for you. Your head is already in ten different places, and yeah. because I was a bride yeah. before yeah. you were a bride, right? That also made me aware to like where your head is at. You're like, is this going right? Do the DJ have the music that I want? And is see, I had two. Well, happening out of my active, out of my active bridesmaids. Active, I mean people that actually like did stuff. Um, there were two brides that was you and Sharice and then it was Whitney that she wasn't married but my mistake was being like once again I completely forgot that like my friends never really were never mixed the history but it was like um these are all my fun friends so y'all plan this and get things together and this and that. And then after a while, I was just like, mm, personalities, temperaments, carefreeness, stick, stick, to the, stick to the schedule. I feel like how you say that, though. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like any of us ever threw hands or had arguments no, y'all or didn't. anything like that. It's just like in the histories of this. Yes, we all have different personalities and... Certain people are A types and B types yeah. and certain people are perfectionists and yeah. not or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was ever a situation. It was never, for me, mm-hmm. me sp- t- speaking, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was never yeah. a situation of like, oh my gosh, this person is getting on my fucking nerves. No, I don't. And I need them to chill out. Yeah. And whatever. It was never like that. I don't think it ever it was, was like that, but it yeah. was just like, mm, we're d- okay. Everybody different. <laughs> and I, and see, me, and this goes back to... The before of like learning how to speak to white folk. (laughs) White folk. White folk. (laughs) I know how to get along with everybody. Yeah. Every type of personality type. I'm just like, okay, let me fall back. It's certain stuff I was like, no, we need to go do this bounce class. Yeah. Because we need to get our twerk on. (laughs) The bounce class was hard up about that. I will, say, I will say this, though, when it came to my wedding and my different friends that I put in charge of fun activities. Um, once again, I'm going to take it back. I was just like, these are my fun friends. They can get shit done. So y'all come up with it. But uh, I will say this, though, like everybody, the people that actually play and stuff was giving each other props. Mm-hmm. Like it was like Monique is really good at like hosting or mm-hmm. like Whitney's really good at like Finding finding good reasonable deals, and, mm-hmm. you know, like it was like that type of stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, damn, what was my point? Where was I going? We all have our strengths. You um, all have your strengths. Oh, that's what it was. But it was like I each friend has a different side of me. Mm-hmm. Like me and you are more silly and goofy. Mm-hmm. Me and Whitney are silly and goofy. But not in the same way mm-hmm. as you. Me and Sharice are like silly crack jokes, but it's different ways. So like mm-hmm. I, the other thing was like, everybody was like, I know what Aaron wants. But the thing is, it's like, I wanted all of that. Mm-hmm. Every single one of like, but it was still like coming together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just got a big reminder. And I told mom, I was like, mom, I just completely forgot that like, I have individual friends and them chicks normally don't like, given the history, they normally don't like each other. Or t- I mean- I never said I'm going to just throw this out there for the other people that Aaron's talking. Hold on, be quiet, Aaron. Because I don't want nobody listening to this and thinking that I said something bad about anybody. No, Monique never said nothing bad about anybody. I never said nothing bad about anybody. That's why I keep saying history. In the history, I'm 33. I no history with them. No, not you. Okay, In general. I just needed that to be said. I'm just saying, in the history of all of my individual friendships, there's always been some sort of clash. I'm not saying that everybody didn't. I'm, everybody didn't dislike each other. I'm and this is sure you wouldn't th- talk about me no, I'm not. This is my. Episode, this is your episode. No, and so I don't want you. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I'm not talking about money. I'm just saying, in the history of my friendships, I'm 33 years old. I've had friends that have clashed. Some that is that are like, I don't like her, and I have to be like, don't talk shit about my friend, mm-hmm. this and that, or whatever. 
Um, you don't have to dislike her, but we, you're not going to talk noise, this and that. I've had to do that and everything, but it just hit me when I got married and I was like, dang, mom, I forgot that I got individual friends and I right. didn't think this through. But anyway, um, I get anxiety when I meet my friend's friends. Really? Yeah, because people either like me or they don't. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's been situations where it's like, oh, we cool. And it's been situations where it's like, they don't like me or I'm in a situation where I'm like situation where I'm like, I don't feel comfortable here with your friends and this and that. So like I get anxiety, some form of it. I'm nervous. One of the basketball moms, her son played basketball and Larry on the same team as Nicholas and Larry coached that team. Mm -hmm. And just me and one of the moms got real cool. It was her birthday. And she was like, come on over to my auntie's house. We have like the family and some friends. We're going to have a crawfish bowl. And I prayed the entire way over. I was like, this girl, me and her are cool. And I don't want no problems. Don't let me say that Mm -hmm. it's going to offend somebody. Don't let, like, I really had that prayer because it's been instances where it's like everything is cool. And other other times it's just like everything just goes straight bad. Mm, mm -hmm. So I really get nervous. Normally when I go places, I normally bring Larry because everybody likes Larry. Mm -hmm. Everybody likes Larry. So I just be like, oh, here's my husband, Larry. He plays football and all other types of sports. And he sells beer. And he (laughs) makes this. And he, yes, and wine. They distribute wine. And then there you go. Everybody loves Larry. So that's usually my okay. my defense mechanism. But I don't yeah. think I have I get that nervous. Problem. I do. I love meeting new people. People think I look man. funny. I like meeting, meeting new people too, but sometimes they don't like me. And I'd be like, well, what's, what I did to you? All I did was blink. You blinked. Apparently, wrong, I blinked right? wrong or something. <laughs> yes, it's like, okay. You did. I believe you did, Aaron, and I'll bring that up later. Um. <laughs> what? But no, like I never, I never had that problem where I I felt weird about meeting new people. I, I feel like new people don't like me in a sense of that I'm lame. Oh, I feel and like I know I'm we lame. Had this conversation before I, we both I've been feel told like I've been lame. lame, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> but oh, forget okay. you then. And as I and got then you have older, a lame, and that's lame too. Forget you then, right? <laughs> lame. You wasn't cool, no way. Yeah, but it's basically like that, like. I feel like sometimes I, because I've always been like, or at least I felt like I was never the cool person in those cliques that I supposedly had. Me too. I never felt like I was the cool one. Me too. I felt like I always had popular and cool friends, even up until college. Right. Always had. Like Whitney, everybody knows her. Mm -hmm. All the dudes try to talk to her, the ones that weren't trying to talk to me, (laughs) everybody likes her. Everybody's cool with her. Mm -hmm. Everybody's cool with her. Mm hmm. I was the same way. And I was definitely, I felt like everybody tries to talk to my friends other than me. And somebody just straight up told me I was too tall. And I'm not even that tall. I'm 5'6". Oh, but at I, the time, I don't like to, oh, I was like, you really? tall. You tall as Was hell. that high school, Monique? Yes, it was. But oh, I was okay. the same height in high school that I am now. Word? But it's like. I think I've just gotten like, taller. You're too tall. I'm like, I've what gotten taller high school. Okay. <laughs> but I just think, I, I. I don't know. I, I don't feel anxiety. I just think I like meeting new people, and I just want to find a commonality. And then I'm like, mm, no, I don't get along with you. That's fine. And you, you know what? Like, else. I don't like being forced. Like, okay, with the wives and girlfriends club, mm-hmm. meeting my husband's friends, wives, and girlfriends. Mm-hmm. So me and Sharice. Sharice is around the same age as Larry. They're friends. But also, the man Sharice in the marrying play football with Larry, Nico, play football with Larry, and him and Larry are friends. So it's like they have individual friendships with each other. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so like when we met, it was straight up faking. Hey, girl, she had a one-year-old baby. I was young in college. I don't care about babies. But I'm like, your friends, this is my husband's friend and his wife. These people are important to him. So, hey, girl. <laughs> this is a little fake smile. So he's walking, and she was faking it with me, too. It was just like, but over the years, her and I have developed a friendship outside of our relationship with our Mm -hmm. husbands. Mm -hmm. Um, We recently went to Punta Cana. There were two wives there. One of them I had met before, but it was always in group settings. Throughout the years, it's always group settings. This was our first time hanging out with each other. And then there was Mm -hmm. one wife that I had never met before, but I knew of. Um, but we had never met. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of nervous because I was like, 
This is the first time like me and Tisha gonna be hanging out together. Although we've hung out in groups before, this is the first time me and Toya have ever met. About to be a week in Putacana, but it was all good. But it wasn't forced. Mm-hmm. There was a, a girlfriend that I felt forced to talk to, and that didn't go good at first. The second time we met, she was like, well, I'm a, you know, I was a little, you know, like nervous about it because first time and I was like, girl, let me tell you what happened. The reason why I was like this. And it was all cool, but that's because I felt forced. It's this- funny. When I was in uh, Cancun, I went to Cancun recently for a, a family member's wedding. And... um and uh, so most of these people are Kyle's family and classmates and whatnot and people that he knew. So I'm up here like, okay, who I need to see? And I met one girl, uh, Christina, who I was very, um, we got along very well. And so we were acting silly and drinking and whatever. And then so at the wedding day, it was another girl sitting by herself. I didn't know who she was, whatever. And she was like, she said something to the effect of, um, I, I strike up small talk with whoever I'm around. Right, see, me too. You know, how they how they Just what's up. You know, and so I was talking about, oh, I'm holding Kyle's jacket and another groomsman's jacket. Like, I'm Don't you hate being you know, dropped whatever. off at the at the so, wife's table? Right, and so she was the same way. That. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm holding his jacket. I was like, okay, who are you? I don't know who you are with which groomsmen you're with because I know all the groomsmen except for, like, maybe one or two. That I wasn't that familiar with. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just like, who are you? Who are you with? Okay. And so then after a while, we were like chatting a little bit. I was like, girl, we got like two hours until the reception actually starts. We about to go because we were on a resort. You know, it's bars everywhere, free drinks. I was like, we about to go to this bar, hang out, whatever, whatever. And she was like, okay, I'm going to come with y'all. I didn't know this girl beforehand. But after that, like, we just struck up a conversation. We were talking about whatever, you know, what we do. She's from Florida and a pharmacist and whatever. And we just became, you know, uh, associates Uh through Mm -hmm. the resort or whatever. But it's just more of, like, if you just take time to know people. And I'm not saying this for you, but, like, people in general. If you just take time to know people and find a commonality. Yeah. It's just, like, you can really get along with anybody. I just know my situation. that's what I like doing. I cannot be forced. And, like... The one I was saying where it was kind of forced, but it wasn't no kind of, it was forced. Like his, uh, that particular friend, that's like one of his closest friends. Mm-hmm. And he, this is like the first girlfriend he ever brought around, like mm. everybody. So it was important. So I was like, oh, I'm going to make an effort to be cool with this girl because I know Larry is in this, the guy she's with is really close. But it was like, dude, I'm going to go talk to her when I talk to her. Mm-hmm. But because he kept being like, go talk to her, I was like, fine, where's she at? Hey. <laughs> What's your name? Where are you from? How old are you? Okay. Right. I can't be forced with it. Yeah, so it, it started off bad, but luckily we got, it was smoothed out. I was like, well, let me let you know, because I want you to know mm-hmm. this is what happened prior to me being like, what's up? <laughs> like you Martin. I was yes, like, like hey, girl, <laughs> what's your full name? Where are you from? So I can go back and tell Larry I talked to your ass. Like, that's how it was. <laughs> but like, like I said, we smoothed it over. Right. So it's like that. But it's like, I think why I'm so talkative with people and why I like strike up small talk conversations is because everybody isn't as like freely open with conversations right. as I am. And so some people might be genuinely shy. And right. for that girl in particular moment, like she came there with her man. She don't know nobody. nobody. And they and they she, do that. They will right. just drop you off in the wives and girls. Right. I've been to, I went to, um, one of Larry's associates of friends had a going away party for their brother at Applebee's. And like, next thing I know, I'm sitting over there at the table with a girlfriend and another girlfriend. I was just like, don't you just love how they drop us off? And he's over there on the other side, just talking to all the guys. And I was just like, I don't have to be here right. for this. Like, don't just drop me off. Like, come on, bro. Right. Anyway.